the following is the Tony Lozano Podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. Okay, Adam, before we finish this show today, I have some uh, media criticism that I'd like to run by with you. Yeah, I heard about that. So, yeah, this yeah. this will be interesting. Yeah, uh, I know. This is a groundbreaking discussion that we'll be having. Okay. Uh, and it happens right here on Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Uh, but before we get to that, we have uh, some important news, if you've been following the news uh, about the Premier League. Uh, mm-hmm. Manchester United, it will no longer have any issues. Uh, they are going to be returned immediately to their prominence because uh, they've <laughs> gotten rid of the American uh, owner, which was the whole problem. And now everything's great with Manchester United. Isn't that correct? Kind of, kind of. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than what it was. Yeah, and that that's... may that may reflect some of the results. But um, but yeah, so we have a new person coming in to try to take over a little bit. So this is somebody that is well known, obviously in England, uh, not so well known here. His name is Sir Jim Ratcliffe. Yeah, uh, might be the only Sir Jim. Out there, but uh, instead of James, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure, um, sure. But uh, he is either the richest man in the UK or the second richest man in the UK, depending on uh, how you uh, judge that. He's He's got uh, about $30 billion. Yeah, he, he does okay. He, he does okay. Yeah, he's, he's got a little bit of money in the bank. Put it to sure. you this way. He's richer than the king of England. Well, there you go. There you go. See, he doesn't have any problems getting a reservation at uh, Bonefish Grill on, uh, on Valentine's Day. So that's right. He, he could probably get the job done. <laughs> exactly. So, so tell me about this guy. Yeah, like like you said, richest one of the richest men. Uh, Ineos is his company, which is basically a chemical firm. And I think the thing is, and I think where you see a lot of these people who have a massive amount of money is because of the chemicals that he's been able to establish, they find their way into all of these different products. And then consequently, those products don't work without the chemical, and he just makes millions and millions of dollars. So uh, he's a very smart fella. Um, from what I'm seeing and reading, he's going to come in right now. He's acquired a 25% stake within the club. Right. And he spent over a billion and a quarter pounds to, de- to get that. But he will be kind of the, I would say, sole um, – person in charge of the academy and day-to-day goings-on so he's going to have quite a big interest in that he will be the face of the club basically yes exactly plus he's also uh agreed to invest 300 million for future investment in the stadium i would guess players different things too so He's going to have quite a bit of say, although he's not necessarily complete owner per se. He's going to obviously have right. a lot of voting rights and and different things there. So, 
But yeah, most importantly, gonna... he's not a yank. <laughs> yeah. So it's that's a little bit different. It's a little bit different compared to every single other Premier League team. Actually, it is kind of nice, isn't it, to have uh, an Eng- Eng- English ownership again? Yeah, it's nice. I think it'd be nice if we had rich people in England. That's great. So that's a start. So that's good. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic that he's going to be able to have a much bigger share. And I think the really the, the what the fans like about it, he grew up close to Manchester. Right. He's from the area. He is. He roots for the fans. team. Absolutely. He's he's a fan, and that goes a long way, right? So it's one thing buying a club and you don't know anything about them. Yeah. It's another thing when you buy the club and you've supported them all your life. My goodness, you know. So you know, if I if I if I had the opportunity to buy Chelsea, then obviously. I'd be invested. So. Well, you know, am I remembering incorrectly? Didn't he try to buy Chelsea too, a few years ago? I, I think he was there. Yeah, he was one of the one of the people that were somewhat involved in the kind of the bidding war, right when Abramovich uh, was pushed out of the position there. So right. yeah, he was that. He was definitely one person. I mean, obviously, he saw that as a fantastic opportunity, but ultimately, I think it. Now that this Manchester United thing came up, he's obviously moved forward with that. So, and I, I, I personally see it, his stake just increasing over the next few years. That's what's going to happen. Okay. Well, I think uh, that's a positive development. I'm sure Manchester uh, United fans are excited about the possibility. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. But now it's time to discuss this. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? What's happening on the pitch? I'll tell you something. Uh, This coming weekend, Adam, something Mm -hmm. very unusual is going to happen. And that is I will be watching a Chelsea game and rooting for Chelsea. God love you. You, You're a smart, smart man. I knew it was was (laughs) going to take too long. So we've converted you com- completely over now. So you're now uh, well, part of- not exactly. What is happening no, no. is Chelsea is playing against Manchester City. Okay. Uh, Manchester City wins that game. They go to the top of the uh, table over my favorite team, Liverpool. And yeah. my guess is they don't look back. So yeah. if they can so be stopped right now before they get that, before they can get that taste... Uh, of uh, being uh, on the top of the table again. Because, yeah. you know, does the world really want the same team to win it four years in a row? I don't think so. Oh. Well, especially if Chelsea, I mean, as consistent as they are. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I think you've got every hope to for Chelsea to beat Manchester City at Manchester City. <laughs> so uh, consider it done. Oh my God. Not a problem. Yeah, it's not And uh, yeah, this is how I look at it. You know, I, I, it's that kind of negative outlook, and then all of a sudden things turn out rosy. So that's kind of my thought process. Yeah, consider it. Consider it done. It's gonna. It's gonna work out. I'm sure. But um, hey, they they looked pretty good against them last time, didn't they? They did okay. Yeah, it was a draw. It was a great yeah. game. If it was, uh, I'll take a draw or something too. Like that. I'll take a yeah, draw. Okay. All right. Well, we can get you a draw. Thanks. I mean, the the tough thing is it's at Manchester City. Right. That's the only. That's the. That's going to be the problem. Now Chelsea's on a little bit of a roll after beating Aston Villa in the yeah. FA Cup and then having a good result on the week uh, on Monday. So that that made my my weekend was great and my Monday was great. So although it was did a really you, good week. Did you watch the first half? 
Well, no, I, I, I just, uh, I, I didn't really kind of pay close attention. I, it's the end result, Rick, that really matters. The first half, yeah. You, if you would have seen me at halftime, yeah, you would have. It was, it was back to the norm for the last two years. It was me yeah. pacing up and down, throwing things at the tables, and yeah, it was not. It was just like, who are this? Who is this team? So, so I, I watched the, I watched the first yeah. half, and then I had uh, something I had to do. And so, and then you texted me asking if we could uh, wait another day to do the uh, yeah. the show, and I'm thinking, oh my god, they must have gotten killed because <laughs> he's in mourning. But apparently, no, they did come back and they beat uh, Crystal Palace uh, uh, three to one, I believe, right? Yes. Well, and I don't know the second half. You really missed it because this was the best part. So half time, they all come out. But there was a uh, technical problem with the referees, all of their microphone stuff and all the gear that they wear, right? Okay. So it took forever for him to get it fixed. Uh, it was Oliver, the referee. Yeah. And so they started playing this music, Don't Worry About a Thing. Oh, so it was great. They started, it. it was also, they kept on playing this song. Bob Marley. And then, yeah, Bob Marley, literally within a minute, Chelsea scored the equalizer. So for the next 15 minutes, Chelsea's fans were just singing that all the time. Don't worry about a thing. That's pretty Chelsea, cool. Chelsea, Chelsea. Oh, it, if you, you've got to watch it. People haven't seen it. So, so if anything, that little technical problem probably helped Chelsea in it. Probably is, delayed the, Crystal uh, Palace. Is, isn't he the referee that uh, the Chelsea fans hate? Michael Oliver. I think uh, Michael Oliver would be one of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, hates a hates a. It's a that's a tough word. <laughs> I mean, let's put it uh, to you this way: <laughs> there's there is a referee, and I can't remember which one. When you when you find out that he is doing a Chelsea game, you're like, all right, well, that's it. We're gonna lose because he's gonna yeah, he's gonna yeah. give away a penalty or something. Red card. There, there's been there, there's been a few. I can think of. There was the one that sticks out to mind. He's not an English referee. Is the uh, is the Norwegian referee uh, after the Chelsea Barcelona game in 2009? We, we, I think Didier Drogba got uh, fouled 15 times in the penalty box, and we couldn't get a penalty kick. It was it was pretty bad. So uh, not that that's the one I can remember. <laughs> not that I had a grudge. Well, let's talk I about the Champions League. You, know, you mentioned the Champions League. I, well, we can yeah. get back to the Premier League too, but uh, Champions League is down to their. Uh, their final 16. I watched the game yesterday. Uh, we're taping mm. this on Wednesday. Manchester City uh, crushed Copenhagen. Yeah. I mean, it was, the score was only 3-1, to one, uh, but yeah. the entire game was played with, uh, you know, Manchester City just pounding the Copenhagen mm-hmm. goal. Um, and I remember that Copenhagen uh, goalie was a little uh, – a little uh, chatty before the game, a little uh, puffy with his chest. Um, and, and they just rammed it down his throat. It was, uh, it was brutal. And that's the team that uh, Chelsea has to beat this weekend. Yeah. Maybe they'll be a little bit worse, worse for wear because of the, the, the game itself. So you never know. But uh, now I, I, I did see Jack Grealish got injured. Yeah. So he was, you know, that that's that's a rough go in terms of that. So that was a fairly early injury. Um, hopefully, it's nothing too bad. Looks like a little bit of a muscular injury. You know how those are, right? Um, that can last. And yeah, 
And there's a few other little little knocks here and there, but uh, Kevin De Bruyne was Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, he, was, he was, I think he's what they said. He's since he'd come back, he's pretty much been involved in every goal that they've scored. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much amazing statistic when you think about it. But yeah, he's he's come right back in, and it's as if he hasn't been gone. So uh, yeah, uh, so very comfortable. I mean, you always say, oh, they're, they're doing so many things and that might delay what they're doing in the Premier League. But they just, Europe is almost like a, an easy part of the season for them. You know, you know they just it's keep kind cruising. of true. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Copenhagen isn't that great of a team um, compared to some of the teams they play in the, the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. But they got through. I mean, to be fair, I mean, this is the round of 16 now. So, you know, they were able to, to get through somehow. Yeah. Um, Yep. But, yeah. So there's only two uh, two English teams in the uh, Champions League this year, uh, still still playing. Arsenal is the other one. They play against Porto next week. Correct. Uh, and that's another team that's been rolling. I mean, they if you watch that game this weekend, um, wow, yeah. against West Ham, six nil. Yeah, that was that was a tough one for West Ham fans. They got quite a few friends who are West Ham fans. They were they were leaving in droves at halftime. I think it was four 0 at halftime, and they just had enough. Uh, that was pretty bad. And then, especially and probably the toughest one, I give him a massive amount of respect because he scored a great goal at the end. Was Declan Rice, the former West Ham player, uh, smacked one into the corner, and uh, you know he didn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can't can't celebrate. That's my former team, and uh, it yeah. was a heck of a goal too because it would have been nice to have celebrated that one because he hit a great shot from. Probably about 25, 30 yards out. I do like that rule. The uh, the you can't celebrate if it's against your former team. That's that's something that is not uh, believed anywhere else in the world. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Very respectful. It I think is. It, I like it, it. It's it, yeah. It's just that's how it should be done, and you don't want to celebrate. I mean, even to the certain point, you know, Conor Gallagher, although he was on loan at Crystal Palace, he was fairly calm. I mean, somewhat excited, but fairly calm concerning his two goals that he scored against Palace uh, on the weekend as well. That's right. All right, so the other games uh, this week before the show drops uh, in the Champions League, Lazio against Bayern, PSG against Sociedad. Uh, You know, I'm rooting for Bayern. I I really, I don't, you know, PSG doesn't have Mbappe anymore, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, is he out injured? I think he might be out injured. Yeah, Uh, I I thought he was going to sign with uh, Madrid. Did that happen? Well, not? not yet. Okay. I mean, so this, yeah, it's probably won't towards happen. the end of the season or every, yeah, next season. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's he's supposed to be. He, he's on. He was on. He was an unused sub on the weekend. Uh, he is available, is what uh, Luis Enrique is saying. So okay. uh, he will be available to probably get in. I, I can't. I mean, with that being a big game, I won't be surprised if he doesn't start the game for sure. Right. Um, and, but this, like, this, like you said, this could be his last go around because I think looks like uh, he's going to be gone by the summer. Right. So you know, I sometimes say things like that where I, uh, you know, don't really know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. <that's... laughs> but here's that's the funny. thing: I may not know uh, exactly what's happening in the football world, but I, I do know what is happening in the media world because yes, that's my do. world. That's where I come from. And I want to talk to you about the uh, the Paramount Plus coverage of the Champions mm-hmm. League because right. I have a bone to pick with them. And I really, 
I really think it's a terrible show. I think the 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 people that they have in the studio, uh, they've got Kate Abdo is the uh, yeah. is the main host. She's fine, but she cannot control the beasts. You know, they're, yeah. the the beasts are uh, Thierry Henry, uh, Jamie Carragher, uh, Micah Richards. They are, um, you know, I'm sure each of them individually is fine, but together they are laughing and taunting and talking over each other, making inside jokes, uh, saying rude things, and and it's just unwatchable. It's unwatchable. Mm-hmm. They are somebody needs to grab them and tell them to sit down and get their act together because we can't mm-hmm. understand a word they're saying because they're all talking at the same time. That's that's interesting you say that. I've noticed that too. It just it it's it's almost like a a bar discussion yeah. that turns into you know, and I think that's part of the problem. I mean, and again, we like a little little bit. We want them to be relaxed and jovial, but right. also ultimately we want some you know cutting edge thoughts and ideas. I mean, Thierry Henry, when he actually goes in depth, I, and I've used some of his clips even before as even information that I've used for, to share with some of my team, some of the stuff he comes up with is tremendous. I mean, yeah. look, look, I mean, he played for Pep. He played for Arsene Wenger. Obviously, he had success with the French national teams. I mean, the guy's got so much experience to go from. I mean, He's one of the greatest players ever. Yeah, and Jamie Carragher too. Obviously, yeah. great experiences with Liverpool, and then you got Micah Richards. So yeah. you know, yeah, I know <laughs> who doesn't maybe not necessarily have this much experience, but it's definitely maybe jokes around. We like a little joke, but maybe takes it a little bit too far at times. And I think then the others feed onto that. So yeah, yeah. and uh, the school teacher there is maybe not controlling it as as well as it as it should be. So yeah. I, just, I see you know, your point. Yeah, I've I've watched these studio shows my whole life. You know, they're mm-hmm. they can be done uh, in a way that is fun. You know, I'm not anti-fun, even though I'm German. <laughs> um, you know, we can, have fun today. Yeah. We will have fun. <laughs> Your papers must be in order. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm I'm saying that you know, yeah. The other the other studio shows can pull this off. Like even when right. they throw it out to. Uh, Peter Schmeichel, who's uh, you know at the games, they're ruthless to him. They're you know let the guy interview. He's got the, the players from the game. Let him do his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... I, no, I agree. I agree. I think the joking has gone sometimes too far, and yeah. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, look at the way Rebecca handles it. She's much better uh, at well, on, uh, NBC and Peacock. Premier League coverage is top-notch, no it, question. It is. Top-notch. It yeah. is. All right, there's one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, and we were talking about this a little uh, off the air before we came on today, and that is this whole concept of blue cards. All right, this is a discussion mm-hmm. that uh, you've been hearing. Um, they're thinking about uh, bringing blue cards into the game, Right now, yeah. there's yellow and red, obviously. You know, I was looking up the, the the laws about yellow cards, right? These are the things that can get you yellow cards. Dissent by word or action. Persistent infringement of the laws of the game. <laughs> you know, I mean, basically fouling, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Delaying the restart of play. 
Failure to respect the required distance when play is restarted at a corner kick, throw in a free kick. Entering or re-entering the field of play without the referee's permission or deliberately leaving the field of play without the referee's permission. Those are the only things that can get you yellow cards according to the laws of the game. Um, and then we all know what red cards are. You're yeah, out, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Now, why do they think they need something in between a yellow card and a red card? Do you have any thoughts on this? It's a great question, and I'm unsure about exactly what the their thought process is. I can only kind of speculate that the the biggest thing is they want to stop the the dissent situation. Um, I think the cynical fouls. There's clear there's clear information as to what it is. You know, it's either yellow or red. Right. That seems to be simple, but they've also included the cynical fouls into it. The issue is more of the dissent where they're maybe arguing with the referee or they say something, whatever it may be. But again, that could be easily put together by a yellow card. Then they're going to stop doing it. So if you mix all these colors, <laughs> you're just kind of muddying the water, so to speak, in terms of we're not sure why he's got 10 minutes. And <laughs> then there's a big discussion about the whole goalkeeper situation. Because if their goalkeeper gets a blue card, he has to go off. You have to replace. You can replace him with a substitute goalkeeper, but then another player has to come off. But then, for a certain amount of time, you could have two goalkeepers on the field at the same time. It's a mess. Yeah. Because when that goalkeeper comes back in, he has to come back in, and so he could be playing on the field because you can't sub him for a goalkeeper, obviously. So. That's kind of how it works. It, it's it's just bizarre. All right. Well, it, no one's going to listen to me, but my vote is no. <laughs> Don't yeah. do it. It, it to All me, right, it I, reminds I, I, me of like the the penalty box in the indoor soccer uh, league uh, here in the yeah, like, early yeah. '80s, yeah. which is like, okay, really, we're going to play hockey with a soccer ball, basically, is what we're doing. Exactly. I mean, there was a good interview by uh, Ange there, the Tottenham manager, Bostiolaku, who mentioned about how everybody in in all of the sports were trying to speed it up. Right. In this, in this, it seems like within what we're trying to do with football is slow it down. <laughs> I said that's a really good point. I mean, you you're, you love baseball. Yeah. Let's try to speed up the game of baseball. Right. Pitchers only have so much time to pitch. Right. And. They, they're trying to pick that game up, make it go a little faster. Whereas if we add another card, that's only going to slow the game down. Right. You know, it's enough, it's slow enough as it is when we're having to check VAR a hundred times. Right. So let's, let's try and keep it going. Keep the speed going. All right. Well, we'll follow this story. It looks like it's not going to happen mm-hmm. in the near future, but uh, hopefully it doesn't happen at all. Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer has been proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975. Illinois Youth Soccer is a non-profit corporation, official state association and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, official state association and charter member of U.S. Youth Soccer, administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program, and referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. Okay, it's time for your favorite part of the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. And once again, the uh, star has been provided to me by my son, 
Sean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he enjoys the challenge of uh, stumping you. So okay, he's a little more uh, competitive than I am on this sort of thing. But uh, so here we go. All right. This week's star is twenty three years old. So you know, youngster, a youngster still. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's a winger. He wears number okay. fourteen. Who is he? You need more? I might need a little bit more. Okay. Where's number 14? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm trying to think. He's uh, Okay, I was thinking he's more of a center forward, but I was going to go with Eddie Nketia, but Oh, no, that's a good guess, but it's not him. Uh, he okay. is with his second Premier League club, um, and he has three goals for them this season. Three goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His first club is the team he grew up in. You know, I came up through the academy. Um, That was his team, a team that loaned him out once to Leverkusen, but otherwise loved and cared for him for years. Hmm. That was his first club. I bet now he's somewhere else. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, he now plays in a town that once had a sheriff that antagonized Robin Hood. Oh. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. And you, you would classify this guy as a star, would you? Oh, I, I yeah. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Even though he was, uh, um, yeah, I mean, he really hasn't played for England. He's played for all the he, England yeah, young age he groups. Has, he has played for England. Did he play for England once? Yeah, I, Maybe think, he one had, cap? I think he has three caps. Wow. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about his previous team. <laughs> his previous team <laughs> recognizes that there are four levels of players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and uh, scored a nice goal, although the goal didn't help him win the match on the weekend. It is Mr. Callum hudson Adoy. That is correct. Formerly of Chelsea Football Club. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> played at every single England level. I don't know if you knew that. He's played U16 all the way up to the first team. I didn't realize he played for the first. I, I can't even remember what he did, to be yeah, honest. I don't remember that either, to be honest. So that could have been yeah. one of those like friendly games uh, that nobody watches. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But still. Because he was, mm-hmm. yeah, he was definitely in and out of the, of the Chelsea squad. Uh, uh, he, I think when... Frank Lampard was there. He loved him for a little bit. Same thing with Tuchel. Loved him for a little bit, and then they just kind of, he just kind of faded. He was never consistent in terms of the games he played. Right. That's for sure. He has not lived up but, to the hype uh, yet. Yeah, but he's still yeah. only twenty three. It could happen. Exactly. He's got a lot of years ahead of him. Hopefully, you know, this move for him at Nottingham Forest will help him out. So yeah. and he's he's doing okay so far. He I is, think. and he's getting a lot of playing time now. But uh, mm-hmm. so at least there's that. Yeah. All right, it's time for this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Okay. Uh, go, you Chelsea. No, how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about a thing. Chelsea's going to do it. doesn't yeah, roll off exactly. the tongue. No, no, no. No, definitely. Well, I mean, you've almost, uh, you, you kind of gave it away, but I think yeah. this has to be the game. 
that we're all going to be watching. I think it's going to be live on NBC. Um, and it's a, a 11.30 kickoff, so a little bit later for everybody. So you're going to be able to get up, watch it, no problem. Manchester City at home against Chelsea. So I think it's going to be a good game. Now, the interesting thing is, we've got Saturday, Sunday, but then we have a mixture of games. We have a game each day next week, which is kind of exciting. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I think part of that to catch up to make sure everybody's on the even amount of number of games there because Luton's playing Liverpool next week. Man City's got a second game. Um, and then Everton plays Crystal Palace on Monday, which I think will be another good game to watch because I wouldn't be surprised if Crystal Palace loses that game. There might be a change in manager. Yeah. Or Roy Hodgson's in a, a bit of a rough go right now. So if they lose that one, that could be, could be, there might be a change there. So. Talking, he, he does uh, look kind of lost on the bench, doesn't he? He's just like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, it's what been a rough go. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a older gentleman, that's for yeah. sure. You know, it's uh, he's, he's probably, he came back, well, he retired, then he came back to help him out, kept, kept them up. Um, but now things, it seems like he's, again, it, it's another team that's been really, Ridden with injuries, Oza and Eze, those are the two players that, that make that team, and they've been out injured most of the season. Right. So it's been a tough go for them, for sure. But, uh, yeah, Man City, Chelsea, Saturday this week should be a good one. Looking forward to it. Okay. Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club, uh, a club that has uh, been in the Chicagoland area since 1956, uh, co-founded by uh, my father uh, way back when. Um, and they have teams for every age group, uh, starting with the, the U8s all the way up through over 50. So check out greenwhitesoccer.org. All right, we have people to thank. We need to thank our executive producer, Tony Lasano with Opie Shows. Uh, Opie is hippo backwards. Uh, we need to thank, uh, uh, what's his name? Do you remember his name? Ed Silla. What's his name again? Who is this guy? I'm making fun of Roy Hodgson. I'm like so, I'm yeah. just as bad as he is. I'm the Roy Hodgson of soccer podcasters. Um yes, we need to thank uh, Ed Silla uh, because uh, he is the distributor of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and he's the guy who gets this show out there. So thank you very much to him. And we will be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?